So, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Carrots Minus Suffering, where we talk about classes and rules and stuff. We are still on vacation, and we will be returning pretty soon, like I think two or three weeks after you hear this recording. So, we will see you then. No, we won't see them then. We will hear... They will hear us then. <laughs> you will hear from our characters once again. There you go. Nate, you, you know that they've never been able to see us, right? And we have never heard them, except for I have heard my mother. <laughs> okay. I think my mother did technically listen to an episode. Oh, so yeah? So I think I have heard my mother oh. as well. Mm. Word to those. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. To the mothers who listen to this podcast. None of which are us. <laughs> what is a fighter? It's somebody who hits things for a living. Like a baseball player. No. And stabs and punches and shoots. A fighter is one who fights. <laughs> Someone whose martial prowess sets them apart from other adventurers. And whose entire life is about fighting. What's your favorite fighter class ability? They're part of the original cast of characters. You get a fighter, you get a cleric, you get a magic user, you get a thief. You're supposed to be able to take on anything. When I play a fighter, I play a fighter because that is all things that I cannot do in real life. I can't manage to chop carrots without taking a piece of a finger off. So the idea of being able to swing a sword or a maul or something without absolutely slicing my own head off is pretty cool. I think for those that like to specialize, the fighter is a rewarding would be a rewarding class to play. Yeah, as somebody who's always looking for the nuance and variation in character types, I think what I appreciate about the fighter is the martial archetypes and the sort of infinite variety that can be had from those subsets. I think Action Surge is like the piece de resistance of the fighter class. That's new in 5e, isn't it? Yeah, basically, as soon as you hit second level of fighter, once per short rest, you can just take another action in the course of a combat. So when you build up two levels of fighter on any other class, you've got this action surge in your back pocket. But fighters also get lots of attacks. So like at level 11, you've got extra attack and then extra attack again. I have a question. So they have this action surge, which kicks in at second level, and I realize you can only do it once per short rest. But then at level five, you get the extra attack all the time. So that just, that replaces the action surge. No. So the way it works is every time you take the attack action, you get to make two attacks instead of one, thanks to extra attack. Then at any time, you can choose to action surge, thus granting yourself a second action, which you could then use to make an attack, thus granting you an extra attack. And then you can do a bonus action. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you are a level 20 fighter, you can attack nine times in a turn. That's a little broken. It can be. <laughs> So I want to say, first, I've, I've never played a fighter. From reading the class, I can see why people enjoy playing them, especially in like heavily mechanical games. But when I, when I read over the, the class, I think to myself, like I, it's heavily dependent on whether you have a magic weapon or not, mm -hmm. or, and, and what your, your enemy is. Because, you know, four attacks are great, but I don't know if it's a werewolf and you don't have any silver. Then you're just baby slapping <laughs> yeah, him four yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You might as well take his glasses and, and bend them. Yeah. That'll be just as damaging. <laughs> yeah, at that point, the fighter becomes somebody who is literally just a damage sink, which actually is kind of an interesting way to play a fighter is as a full-on defender, you know, someone who's just kind of willing to take the punches for the team. Yeah, and there are some builds that make that easier where you can get things like parry. Second wind is also kind of cool because you can just sort of like mm -hmm. take take a deep breath and heal a few points. Mm -hmm. I mean, the really nice thing about them to start off with is they also get like all armor and all weapon proficiencies. Mm -hmm. I think they can be a little bit one note, kind of like the barbarian, where you've got a weapon that tends to be how you're going to solve your problems. Well, what do you think about fighters as lending themselves to multi-classing? Like... Whatever you are, you could multi-class with a fighter as a supplement, and then you're not going to be one note. Two levels of fighter is awesome. Always go there. Like, two levels of fighter is never a bad idea. Well, okay, but what do you think about the martial archetypes as far as, as, far as like, variation and nuance for, the, for a fighter character? So, personally, I don't like champion. I think it's a little boring. Like, I get it. It's cool. Battlemaster is where it's at. <laughs> but Battlemaster is is high on my list. And I do like an occasional Eldritch Knight. Mm -hmm. But like Battlemaster is my favorite. I have played several. And I like the fighter plus flexibility. And for those who have not read this yet, Battlemaster has like 20 different maneuvers. And you get to learn like three or four of them to start off with. But which ones you choose really change the flavor of your character. Yeah, like, yeah. like there, there, there's a lot of variation in the build you can do with those, you know, and like what kind of fighter you're going to be, and you know, and you can base it on whether you're a Dex fighter or a melee fighter or you know whatever. But like it's mm -hmm. really easy. It, it's really easy to come up with a combination that really complements like a whole picture. <laughs> Yeah, there's even like a charisma power in there. What's interesting about that is the is the potential to mix some abilities that both enhance your abilities but also help your allies too. There's a lot in there about like giving sort of a pay one forward to an ally instead of necessarily taking the benefit yourself. Yeah, and that's something that we didn't see a lot of in earlier editions. And I, I think we need to talk a little bit more about Eldritch Knight. So uh, Champion, really, you just get like, more crits on your weapon swings, <laughs> more athletics in your athletics. You, you run faster and jump higher, basically, yeah. And then there's Eldritch Knight, which gives you a little bit of magic starting at level three. Now, you have to take evocation or abjuration spells, which is sort of protection or explosions. But, like, that can be kind of fun. You could actually, I think it's like level 15 or so, where you could throw around fireballs mm -hmm. as your fighter. I wish they got transmutation spells. Because I want to do things like jump and long strider, and that's not really how it works. In comparison to earlier editions, do you think that this version of the fighter does a better job of making it possible to be something akin to a ranged fighter rather than a direct head-to-head -head fighter? So very much so. In previous editions, there were not class-based ways to create variation. They were feats. Fighter gave you extra access to feats. Mm -hmm. So you still got your specializations, but they were weirder and harder to come by and they took longer to build into. In this edition at level one, you can choose the range option and just yeah. get a plus two to shooting things. Like it's straight away a more versatile class, in my opinion. I thought, that, I thought it did a better job too. That's one of the things that 
always bugged me a little bit about a fighter is in in the previous editions it really felt like you had to be like face to face with the understanding that there's actually a lot of directions you can go with the fighter what what is their role in a party well i think it depends on what kind of fighter they are and where they came from doesn't it i mean you you can have a fighter trained with the military you can also have a mercenary you know you can there there's a lot of difference there and then what kind of fighter they are is going to change their role a little bit look at it from like the mechanical like perspective they're your damage per second or your tank that's the role of the fighter within the party if we're not talking about what they add in terms of role playing or mm-hmm. you know. yeah and if i think you sit down at a table and someone says like well somebody has to play a fighter they're looking for the tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a tendency for the fighter to be like, it's the one you assign to the late guy? That's cleric, usually, actually. Fighter is usually what you assign to the new person, which I don't necessarily think is the fairest thing. Mm-hmm. But the class builds very slowly, and it tends to specialize into one thing. Mm-hmm. It's shooting, or it's swinging. And if you use your powers then you just get to do more of that one thing mm-hmm. so it's so it's simple the person who's never played D before this is the class that just doesn't have as much of a learning curve right. mm-hmm. and feats are technically an optional rule in the player's handbook i have always played with them but they're and i've met dungeon masters who don't allow feats and so the additional attribute points of a fighter become really valuable right because your your access to weird flexibility things that feats produce isn't there. So the fact that you can also get enough bonus attributes, you could have time to spend on wisdom and charisma or something, you mm-hmm. know, it does build them up. Well, and I could imagine scenarios where, like, instead of multiclassing, if you wanted to add flavor to your fighter that re- reflects choices, that they've made like oh the fighter has been hanging out with their warlock girlfriend a lot so now they've picked up ritual casting mm-hmm. you could do things like that using the feats yeah i guess i guess the storyteller part of me when it comes to things like like the eldritch knight i want a good solid explanation for why they are suddenly learning magic like i don't like for it to just start happening is a little much for me (laughs) so well i've always imagined like the the eldritch knight coming from some kind of like potentially courtly background Mm -hmm. not a paladin but like an an adjacent order of holy knights or or those who who are trained in combat and magic to defend something let's talk a little bit about the roleplay elements of fighter most of the time, the fighter is the person that's willing to wade in when others aren't necessarily willing to do so. They might be the one that's taking greater risks. Sometimes that means that they put a decent face on the party, and sometimes that means it's very bad. Well, and I, I think the class features are prone to you choosing a personality that is very disciplined, because you're you're choosing a person who is ultimately particularly tough, usually particularly strong, or particularly skilled. But skilled in the sense that, like, you can you can pick up any sword mm-hmm. and swing it. You can put on any armor and wield it. You've clearly been trained a lot. Character that leans more towards the lawful. Well, I, I think they could probably be prone to tunnel vision. You know, like they they think about things in a very particular light, and and that's and that's a very and it's a combative military fighting light. There, there's a stock character out there in the way that people think of fighter, 
that I don't have a name for, but it's it's your veteran archetype in your storytelling world. And so I think a lot of people gravitate to that and choose that. I have absolutely played a spoiled rich kid who wanted to show off his skills. There are other types of fighters out there. You could break the mold. I personally love it when people break the mold. I could imagine playing a fighter who's who's just in it for the sheer adrenaline. They mm-hmm. just like the fight. Extreme sports kind of uh mm-hmm. kind of mentality. Yeah. So what do you say let's grade this thing? Let's grade the fighter. We will go in the order of who has played the fighter most recently. Well, technically, Jalen's a level one fighter. Mandy accounts in the most technical way possible, the best way possible. I'm going to give the fighter a solid B, and I don't think it's the fairest grade, but like I don't have a lot of experience yet with it, so it, that might change. I'm going to give it a B because it can be a little one note. It isn't necessarily a style of play that I most enjoy. I have played a lot of fighters. Mm-hmm. I do en- enjoy them. So it's not a C. I'm going to go with a B. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. It's rare that I rate something higher than other people, but you know, I've watched the evolution of fighter class from version one all the way through to here, and I think that they've hit a pretty good place on what the fighter can be, making that fighter more of a team player than it's been in the past, and I, I really like that. Mm, I feel really self-conscious assigning a grade to something I haven't necessarily played myself before. And I I know that people really enjoy playing fighters, and, and I think I can see why. Yeah, I, I, I'll go with a B. Okay, we're going to come out to a B+. Plus. We are whelmed with the fighter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're not overwhelmed. We might we're not be overwhelmed. We are... <laughs> We're we are lightly mid-whelmed. whelmed. Mid-whelmed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They're fun. I recommend you play one. 